Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow host, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So, uh, we got, we got a crazy, crazy bunch of things to talk about this week, so let's go ahead and bounce into last week's poll question, Mage. Yes, lots to talk about, but first, last week's poll question, we talked about tilt and how you deal with it. So what helps you the most when you get tilted? We had 19 votes. Thank you to all of you that uh, participated in last week's poll question. 47.4 was take a break. That was the high. Um, 36.8% said they go to a different game or play a different game mode. Uh, 15.8% said they do talk talk to somebody or go and review games or something like that. And uh, we had Sam C's Ghost said that he ten- he takes a break and will log into Discord to discuss the games or vent, but primarily to vent. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sam, for sharing that. And uh, we'll have a poll question at the end of this week's episode as well. So we hope you participate in that. Also, I will say last week's episode has helped me out significantly. Like I have like really been maintaining tilt. Like I've been able to like feel it like bubbling up and then I'm like, nope, he, that was a bad matchup and he drew well, or, you know, he, you know, my opponent had a, uh, that was a favorite matchup for them and I drew poorly or I just couldn't draw something. You know, it's like that happens. It's a card game. So, like, I feel like I made a lot of progress this past week um, ever since our discussion. So, like, I feel like it really helped me out, at least. So, I think that's a great thing to come from it. So, yeah, no, no real imposter syndrome feelings in the last week or so, which is nice, though. I was starting to waver a little bit earlier today. So, I'm, I'm hoping to nip that in the bud and. And hope that uh, tomorrow is a new day and I don't feel that way. Yeah. It's one of those things that, especially if you continue playing, or, or I mean, really in, in a lot of aspects of life in general, you have to revisit that and like kind of keep adjusting your mindset because, you know, it, or, or it's like weight loss or something, you know, you start a new diet or something and then you're doing so well. And then eventually you kind of start creeping back to those old habits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. Yep. Why did I start this? Why, you know, realign my goals or take a step back and relook. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to also shout out the discord. We had some people chatting in there as well about uh, having enjoyed last week's episode and, and connecting there. So yeah, thank you for everybody yes. for that. It helped all of us as well, so we're glad that other people enjoyed it too. Yeah, for sure. So I'm hope I hope it was as good for everyone else as it was for us. So Okay, so we'll move on to the news. So Blizzard announces reward track reward track changes coming next week. Um, so first off, they're reducing XP needed to get to level fifty by almost twenty percent overall. The bonus levels after 50 are being redesigned. Um, the XP per level will be reduced and the number of the bonus levels increased for, uh, to 350. And there's what, 50 gold reward for each level increased? Is that, am I reading that right? Yep. Yeah. So starting on 51, you'll get 50 gold for every level all the way up till you hit level 350. So you can get th- basically 300 levels of 50 gold after 
after the main 50 reward track. What was it before? Wasn't it? Uh... It was 150, I think is what the number was. Uh, but there was only a hundred levels. It, okay. Fifty was the cap, so they're presumably reducing the amount of experience for each of those levels. So you hit them faster, getting, but you're getting but, less so you gold. Get or... Faster, but you're getting less. You're getting less. So they're basically just reallocating how that gold gets distributed. But it's okay. I don't know. Gold amount is going to be similar to. I, I don't know if it's going to be substantially more or anything like that. Yeah, just that's a distributed differently. Well, I guess we'll figure out probably over the next week when people who are good at math <laughs> take yes. a look at this. So, uh, so then we have quest changes. So the old god and arena weekly quests are being removed. Uh, the win r- seven rank games will be be reduced to win five rank games. Um, tavern brawls and battleground modes can be used to p- to be complete quests as well. Some quests are being tweaked to be easier to complete, and all 800 XP quest rewards will be increased to 900. So, yeah, just uh, I think trying to get these uh, these changes in the system in line to with what everyone thought was happening. So. Uh, so then we have Firestone published chart on XP. So that you you skipped over a couple bullets. Did I? It's going to be a one-time login reward. Oh God, I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Of five Dark Moon packs and 500 gold. And that's going to start December 15th, which is so, uh, you know, speculation as to when this is happening. It's probably happening by Tuesday, the 15th. Um, and it'll be available for a month so all those other expansions where you'd log in you'd get you'd get some packs uh just to kind of celebrate the new expansion uh they baked those into the rewards track before but it kind of was at the expense of gold or other things that you could earn on the rewards track so now they're removing those back out and you get them as just a login bonus again, uh, which is, I think, the way it should have been, to be perfectly honest with you. So, and then, yes, 50 gold being added to pack rewards at level 27 to 30 to bring in line with other uh, level rewards around it. So, my question my question is, so they're giving everyone 500 gold and five packs, but what about the people who are already way past this, you know, like... If you're already past uh, 27 to 30, like if you're not there already, you you benefit from this. Like you benefit everyone who is like, well, you'll be retroactively rewarded. Okay, the hundred. That's what that's what I was asking. Seven and thirty, and like you know, if if you've already opened all your all your packs, you can save the Dark Moon packs for the mid ex, mid expansion mini the mini expansion coming up. So I think everybody's going to find some use for this. The The hope is that this is going to continue, that they're going to keep doing this then like they have been doing with the next expansions. They saw how this worked like this and that, you know, they should completely separate kind of the login hype of the new expansion from the rewards track, which is kind of the way the players earn rewards for playing. And, uh, 
I, I, I'm, I'm hoping those are going to stay separate again or stay separate again like they were. Yeah. They actually said, too, it's going to be the same thing with like events because they were going to do, you know, like holiday events or whatever kind of thing they do. Uh, they were going to have just XP bonuses during those times, but they are no longer going to do that. It's going to go they're going to go back to what they were doing for the special event stuff of like, you know, whatever kind of cool rewards you get for that you know a golden cards or you know extra packs or whatever uh which also is is nice because that kind of alleviates the like oh okay well you better pay attention to when a special event is going on and make sure you log in and play as much as you can during that time to take advantage of that extra extra xp like that that should not be kind of a thing that should happen but that i think was going to be a thing and I like that they're going to make sure that those stay separate so that there's not, like, unintended consequences there, too. I, while I don't disagree that they shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't have to feel pressured to go log in on certain days and play as much as you can because there's an XP bonus. I also don't think it's necessarily terrible if they do that. I mean, like, have that xp bonus available so if you did want to take advantage of it you could and so like um yes i i'm happy that they're reducing the xp uh for some of these levels up to 50 so that the bonus xp from these events isn't somehow calculated into how much they expected us to earn but it should be a bonus it should be like okay so i'm going to play around christmas time which is when winter veil usually happens and so like if i happen to be playing when that's going on uh i you know i think they could still award that and, and so it's like it's it, it's literally them like like with the first update where it's like well there were packs on this reward track we're gonna take those out we'll give you gold instead and it's like well but this is your system. You could keep the packs in there. You could just add the gold in there if you wanted to. It's like, oh, you, you know, it's like, I don't want to call them stingy, but at the same time, hard not to think, hey, yeah. you know, you could continue to do this. You could just make it not be part of the calculation for how you figured everybody was going to have to play. So Yeah, I feel, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's still some tweaking. We're not going to be there. This is a step in the right direction. So, like, they're trying. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens and what the holiday event looks like. Maybe they give really sweet rewards and like it's like, oh, I mean, I don't care if I get XP bonus if I get like <laughs> sixteen packs or something like that. You know, what I mean, it's just let's see what it's like. I understand. Yes, why not both? Why not Zoidberg? Um, but <laughs> why, why not Zoidberg? I mean, if we're being honest, exactly, it's a good question. I have to ask myself that question. So, um, anyways, we could get down a, a very treacherous rabbit hole if we continue down on this. So, um, mm -hmm. so here's so, like I said, was starting to say earlier, Firestone published chart on XP rewards for different modes. So here's their breakdown of XP per hour by mode based on a 250,000 sample size and without tavern pass bonus. So ranked was 396 per hour. Battlegrounds 297. K 
Casual, 295. Tavern Brawl, 295. Arena, 286. Duels, 285. And Practice includes games versus AI or single player content is 114. So, and then, you know, add 10, 15, 20% to that if you have the tavern pass and where you are yeah and and, the, and we do know it does seem like there is a bonus winning versus losing this is this is supposed to be you know outcome agnostic and this is again re- remember this number is based on time in a match so from the time the player character screens come up till the till the uh, victory or defeat uh, screen comes up that that time. So it's not an actual hour of gameplay. It's an hour of actual in-match gameplay as opposed to just an hour in the client. So we, we've we been looking for this. We've been asking for this. We had only gotten, uh, I think, ranked play and Battlegrounds, I think, were the two that, that they did tell us about. But now we do know that you can you can earn XP in these other modes, and and they're all pretty similar. Uh, ranked is clearly above everybody else. Most everything else is at about that three hundred level, and but you do it's nice to see that you do get some uh, XP earned by by playing single player content or, or going up against the the AI. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's all to be taken with a grain of salt. Like you said, this is the agnostic uh, outcome there of, like, every game. So, it, it is what it is. We don't have a firm... This is a science, not, you know... It's it's an art, not a science when it comes to this. This is, you know, like, people are mi- is mining data and trying to yank out what they can of it. So... Yeah, just bear with it until Blizzard comes out and says X, Y, and Z. We have to kind of just dig, you know, dig in the data to to figure it out. So, um, Hearthstone addresses several bugs with ten nineteen point zero point two server hotfix. It fixed an issue that caused certain players to have an entirely blank quest log and never receive daily or weekly quests. It impacted players, or excuse me, impacted players will be compensated for missed XP in the near future. They fixed some heroic duel bugs. Fixed a bug where uh, Nazami Bloodweaver would incorrectly target cards that already cost zero, which I think is a pretty big one for Priest. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, Fixed a bug where Whizbang the Wonderful was not using the Dex Recipes. Um, I, whoever found that out, I applaud you for playing Whizbang the Wonderful. <laughs> um, fixed a bug where 17 Madness at the Darkmoon Fair cards were not draftable in the arena. So, yeah. We, and we, I don't know if we know what those cards were and they, they, they weren't specific on that, but it was, yeah, it was, it was odd to me that there were just these random cards that were not available in the in the draft pool for some reason and 17 seems like it could be pretty impactful like that's fair yeah so okay choose your champion return to hearthstone 2020 world championships so choose your champion before december 12th uh participating earns you one dark moon fair card back 
Each time your champion advances, you earn an extra card pack. The most card packs you can win from this is four Dark Moon Fair card packs. So, yep. Make sure you guys get in your choose your champion lock in before then. Do we want to? Do we want to tell our champions that we've chosen? Because we talked about this before the show, and we've all locked in, so we're all we're all ready to go. Yeah, you can't change it once you pick. So yep. you you literally are locked in, <laughs> and not that I not that I would want to change, but yeah, I. I, I went with Bloody Face, of course, our U.S. representative, so I, I bet she will do quite well considering went to the finals last year. Yeah. yeah I as well voted for Luna, so I think, uh, I mean, I was already voting for her, I voted like days and days ago, but <laughs> uh, can't can't argue with the results over the last several years there, so this is the time and I'm, I'm all in. Let's go. I, and I broke ranks and I went with Yarla. I, I love the European region. Um, I, I, I do want to see bloody face Luna win. I would love to see her do very, very well. And if Yarla got knocked out in round one, I would be perfectly happy with that. But I, (laughs) but in all honesty, I think Yarla is, position to do very very well especially the current meta so like uh sh- he's made he's just made outstanding reads in the last season and he's always been a super solid player so um yeah i, I don't think there's really like any bad picks like you yes. could make an argument for all of them i mean obviously they've mm-hmm. all qualified for worlds like they have put in the time and and you know results to get there but yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to watch for sure. The only t- the only players that I don't really know anything about are the Chinese player because we don't get any of their their yeah. their stuff. You can go ahead and do a little bit of research on your own, but like we don't get grandmasters for China, so we don't get that kind of exposure to the Chinese scene except for at um, Masters Tour events. So, well, to to your point. I was watching uh, John Bray play uh, last week, and and he was definitely touting Yarla as the player I think that he was going to be going with because he's like that guy. Every time I, I face him on ladder, is it's just oh, <laughs> he was saying it with kind of a smile on his face, but at the same time, it's like. Yep, I know those sorts of feelings. I know those sorts of feelings. So I'm I'm just gonna go over just real quick. Europe Europe being the strongest of the four Hearthstone regions, Yarla being the one of the two representatives for for um for your your the European region, like I feel like it just makes sense for me there. Like my favorite my favorite player out of Europe is Bunny Hopper, but Yarla and viper and casey are like i i like those guys a lot i like watching them play so um not to say that i don't love the america's regions because i do i see a lot less of the apac region just because of the time it's on (laughs) but um i i see a lot of the european stuff so it's yeah i i went with that because yeah Alright, and then Hearthstone Esports is giving away Dark Moon Fair bundles and $10 Battle.net gift cards. Follow, retweet, and comment on their Twitter post to enter 
and only available for U.S. residents. So I think that just has something to do with the gift cards. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the technicalities are, so, you know. <laughs> All right. So, main topic. We're going to go out on a limb and just speculate. We're going to Monday morning quarterback um, from the from the couch side, the back seat, the driver's side, or the passenger side, and we're going to spec on potential nerfs um, coming to the meta because we feel historically it's about time. Um, we assume we talked about it before the show started. We assume it's probably going to wait until after um, Worlds has gone off without a hitch, and then you know given their recent history probably implement something next week that's just a guess we could be completely wrong but um i think we all agreed that this is the time to talk about it because chances are when they announce it we will we'll recorded we will be recording after it's live so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that tends to be the case i mean so this the the reason for this is we have this reward track announcement, right? And and that they could implement that at any time. And there's no impact to the meta that this would happen. So they're saying it's going to happen next week. And so why would they wait, right? They would wait because there's other things they want to implement with a patch, right? And what would be something that they would implement along with that that would need a client side update it would be balance changes so we're going to take a get a stab we're going to talk about the meta talk about cards that we think if we were in charge of nerfing what cards would we be looking at which cards do we expect to see if there is a balance change announcement and then we can talk about how wrong we are next week when they've been implemented and it's none of the cards that we talked about. Also, we're about a month into the meta and this is about the time where they make those changes too. So like, sure. yes, sure. obviously they're waiting till next week. And I think you're absolutely right that it's going to be, that's what, that's why it's not live right now is because they're just like, okay, well, let's just put it out and then we'll talk about the nurse afterwards. So insert the, uh, Tychus voice line. It's about damn time. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they implemented some changes. And we, we kind of talked about it. You know, if they announce something next week on Monday after Worlds and then implement it on Tuesday. Um, I've kind of been wondering about, you know, they, they did say that login bonus uh, would start December 15th, next Tuesday, and then run through January 18th. Uh, to me, that also uh, might be an indication of a uh, like an event coming. Yeah, Winter, uh, they, winter Vale, right? Been, yeah, uh, they they've been doing them about a month, three or four weeks. But the last several, they've been doing you know four weeks, and like every week, there's a different thing you get for whatever, um, you know, and Jan different January eighth. Sorry, January 18th would also line up about two months in, which would mm -hmm. be about the time of that mini expansion as yep. well. So Yeah, and uh, it would be a great like lead up, you know, kind of get people excited and do the the event like Winter Vale and then kind of lead into to that mini expansion. So it makes a lot of sense to do that and 
yeah, why not put in some balance changes in there at the same time? Like, get it all out of the way at the same time. Let's do it. Rip that bandage off. (laughs) Okay, so... All right, so we all had different cards that we thought could potentially be nerfed. We agreed, we unanimously agreed on one of them. We're going to take a quick pause while you guys scream at your whatever listening device you're listening on. Um, so you can, you, you can get it out because we're all going to say the same thing. If you had one card in this in this entire game right now that you would nerf, what card? And we're talking about standard right now because that's that's this podcast. If there was one card that you would nerf right now, what would it be? It would be risky skipper. <laughs> of course, it would be risky skipper. That card has to change. It is the fuel on which so much hatred for warrior right now is based upon it makes armor smith an op card it makes a, i mean it 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 has been a it, it's a difficult card to play around it is so easy now to get because of the anchor to get in their hand they always seem to have it uh and it is the three health the fact that it costs one mana, the fact that it, you know, it pairs well with a lot of the things that warrior wants to do. It's there, there is a threshold where a card is powerful and then that threshold gets it into overpowered and that's when it needs to get nerfed. This card I feel like has been in that overpowered area pretty much since it got released. It has been that powerful. It is, single you know it helped enrage warrior it helped bomb warrior it is in every warrior deck i mean like obviously big warrior it's not in there but i mean any 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 warrior that actually is playing anything uh any early minions this card is in there and it 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 affects it it can single-handedly ruin aggressive uh uh you know matchups and it's 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 a really good control tool as well and it just yeah it well what am i missing on this card why why should it be nerfed why do you guys think this should be nerfed is there is there something i'm missing here i uh i don't mind it being a check for aggressive um decks just because that's something warrior does need um and they're willing to provide it's the fact that you can combo it with uh, armor smith and then um bloodsworn mercenary and gain like 20 armor in a turn pretty easily and put yourself out of harm's way in late later in the game there's just a lot of things that just all add up and risky skipper does a little bit too much um it's a little too durable it's a one three which is we all know is a great like it's probably the stat line you want if you have a one drop that you're going to play like one three is obviously a very ideal stat line so it costs one mana it's an easy thing to uh, to throw in so like it's you can start a lot of things off it enables battle rage which is you know the other thing like it allows you to like gain like 15 armor and then draw four cards 
Like, <laughs> you spend all your mana doing that, but, it, you know, like, you remember, like, Soul Adventures, that's that card that gets, like, gain six armor and draw three cards. You're like, man, that's 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 broken, <laughs> you know? It's just like, this is, this is the same kind of thing. It does everything. It clears the board. It allows you to gain armor. It allows you to draw cards. It's just a little too durable for what it does, and it it just kind of pushes it over the line as um, too good at one mana. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. It just it, it just it allows you to do everything as a warrior, and and I think that's problematic. I don't think the card in its core is problematic. I think at its cost point and its current life total is the problem yeah it's it's too efficient for you know what what it is uh which warrior and you know i i know i'm not alone on this one but demon hunter they kind of both feel like they have that problem right now is they are doing too much too efficiently and i think that's why those need to be changed uh because you know you take a look at some other classes i mean even stuff in warrior right like brawl for five mana might clear the board but it might leave your opponent with something but on turn five that is all you do you just clear some minions if you play that you know whereas skipper you know you can do too many things with it for that one mana and i i feel like that's kind of the underlying problem with actually a lot of what we're gonna talk about a lot of the cards that we have written down right now i think kind of go along with that same line of thought yeah, I I, de- I mean, I definitely agree. It does what Warrior wants to do, but yeah, we've got Whirlwind, we've got Blade Storm, we've got other ways that you could do AOE, and that it just the fact that it's on a body as well, and we're going to talk about a couple other cards that are AOEs on a body. AOEs on a body tend to be really powerful cards, and uh, the lower the cost on those, the more powerful they are because the more impact. They can provide in, in a game, and as you pointed out, I didn't, I, I, I didn't even mention the fact that it, it enables Battle Rage, which is is a really good draw engine that that Warrior has access to. Uh, that uh, like Armorsmith is is a card that's been around for a long for a long time. I think it's a classic card, and it just doesn't it it hasn't seen play until or much play until. It had this this card that was so good at doing these things, um, and, and so it was. It, it, it's really easy to include something like Battle Rage in there when you don't have to figure out uh, stuff some more AOEs and some different things along with some minions into the deck as well. That and, and the same with Armorsmith. Armorsmith was okay, but it wasn't like a really really good card until Risky Skipper came along. So. Yeah, I agree. So, how do we? How would you see it nerfed? Because I have a different idea than what you would. So, so I mean, this the 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 typical things with a one mana card is the health gets reduced or the mana cost goes up. And I don't necessarily want to see the card like completely unplayable. And I think the mana cost addition doubling its mana cost to two would make the card pretty much unplayable so i i would reduce its health to two and so you could get uh, that extra 
uh, AOE proc that you get off of the risky skipper just feels like, you know, I think, I think it would be impactful if it was, it would be impactful, but it wouldn't be as impactful as it is now uh, with three, three health. I feel, I personally feel like the mana cost is the more reasonable, um, less nuke it from orbit. Like, I feel like the three ticks of the AOE are pretty necessary for the card. So like, I feel like even with, um, it slows everything down by a turn, which is generally the way they've wanted to go with some of this stuff is that things are, they'll say things just happen too quickly. And like, that would allow you to do something like risky skipper, um, armor Smith on turn five or on turn six or, uh, risky skipper, armor Smith, um, Bloodsworn Mercenaries turn 7 as opposed to turn 6. So it slows those big armor gain and big draw turns down by a turn. And it's still able to, if you need it to do something in the early game, it can still do that. So I think it should move to 2. It's just speculation on my part. So, Dragon Rider, where do you fall? This is a half joke, but... What if they just remove the pirate tag? <laughs> and then you can't okay. get it off Ankar and you have to draw it. It's a little bit less consistent that you get it, but I I don't like I don't think that they would do that at all. Um but that I mean, I feel like that might help at least with with the consistency of it all just because there's so many ways to like draw through the deck. Mm -hmm. You might still get it fairly often. Uh but <sighs> I don't know. I could see either of the changes either going the, to two health, which is the one I thought of first, but I think the the reasons you outlined, Daring, make sense for why they probably would just push it to the two mana. Um, could be interesting. Also, I don't know if that would... I don't know. If they just remove the pirate tag, though, you also can't find it off of Sky Raider either. Yeah. There's some yeah. interesting thoughts. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can find off Sky Raider, and yeah, every time you find a risky skipper, that's just ridiculous. So <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God, I've gotten through both of them. Here comes the third. Oh, it's like goodness. when they play it so like laissez-faire. When you, they're like, oh yeah, sure, I'm just gonna throw down a risky skipper, and they've already played the Sky Raider. You're like, you son of a, you did it, <laughs> you did it, did yep, you did. The the thing I will say about it being keeping it at one mana is, you know, there was concerns about potentially, you know, that is one of the ways that it helps keep uh, or helps to stay in games against other against aggressive decks. So having it at still at one mana, but one less AOE, it could still provide that role to some extent. Um and and still be able to do that it, it would require aggro decks to then kind of you know they right now you can't play <laughs> you have to figure out a way to kind of be taller than three when, when you're dealing with a with a risky skipper um now you could be at three and not get completely rolled off the board with a risky skipper potentially unless they you know somehow buff the health or something so they're yeah I I I think it, I think you could do either but um, exactly yeah it could go it's, it's six to one half dozen the other you know it could go either way really so okay what did you what did you have next 
Mage, what, what was your what was next on your Mage's most wanted list? <laughs> I I mean I think this is like a lot of people's most wanted list. It, it, Dragon Rider has said that Demon Hunter is overpowered and must be ta- must be dealt with uh, accordingly. I think the biggest are one of the biggest culprits in the in Demon Hunter is Shatter Shard Mystic, another card that has an AoE attached to a body. It is three mana, three two, and does three damage to everything else on the board if you have a Soul Fragment in the deck. And I I get that that's requires some mana uh, investment before you play this card. But we've seen others, like, I call them situational or conditional uh, AoEs attached to uh, bodies like this. Duskbreaker being one of them. We we have one in this expansion. The dragon, the uh, the demon, uh, the, oh, I can't think of the name of the card now. The, the 4-3 uh, de- warlock card that does two damage to everything non-demon. Right. And uh, the consistency on those is they all cost four mana. Fire breather. Fire breather. There you go. Uh, it it's, the, but yet this one inexplicably costs three mana, and I mean yes, it only has two health, but that's not really the trade off, or I mean that's not really impactful in the in the in the grand scheme of. Is this now good enough to be in the in the deck? The reason it's in the deck is for the AOE, and, and whether it was a three two or even a three one, you'd probably still play this card. And and it just it it feels really difficult to play around again. It because it can be dropped for three mana. It 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 can be played in the early to mid game rather efficiently, and the the demon hunter can still develop. Uh, in addition to it and it's not a terrible body the way it is right now and so it's i feel like it needs to be four mana to just be in line with the other conditional aoe's that we've seen on on a body um but i know i know i i i know daring you kind of had a little bit different opinion on that. yeah i think i think it's i think the shard shatter does not cost three because when you play it for three and there are no shards yet, there are no soul sh- uh, fragments in your desk. Wow, does that card suck? When you have to play that card I to suppose. fight fight for tempo, and this situation. So like the when we go when we harken back to Duskbreaker, you had to have a dragon in your hand to deal three damage. To was it to all minions or to? Okay, it was all. I couldn't remember this specific tech. Yeah, it was all minions. So fire breather excludes certain minions. Um, Shard shatter does not, and has a minimum cost of four. It costs four. Yes, you have to play it over the same, you know, two turns, but you can't on turn four. Um, you have to spend four to if you have a spirit jailer. It could cost five. It could cost seven. Like that's my point. Like it, the soul sh- uh, fragments are still investments into into what you're doing. Um, so like I feel like it allows Demon Hunter um, 
I, I don't feel like it's, it's one of the cards that bugs me the most about Demon Hunters. I just It's one of those things that I'm like, okay, well, I know you can play around Soul Shard Mystic, but that's my opinion. I, it doesn't... You can play... what? Obviously, you're playing different decks than I am. I have been obviously playing more mid-range to tempo decks, and Soul Shattered Mystic is a really difficult card to play around, despite the fact that we have something called a Ringling Horror in this set, mm-hmm. which which can buff minions. You, It is so difficult to get above three health on, 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 a, on a decent to play around this card in many instances it feels like especially if you're trying to do any sort of board control Mm -hmm. and then they just wipe you out with this card and and like uh yes a three two for three is terrible without that battle cry but you're already trying to do the soul fragment thing anyway Mm -hmm. and so it's it's it, it 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 to me is like it's not it's incidental that other cost and, and and shouldn't factor in the in the kind of cost or price that you have to pay for this particular card. It is a payoff card for having soul fragments in your yeah. deck. And 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 it should be punishing if you don't have soul fragments mm-hmm. in the deck. The other the other card, the fire breather, has an extra attack, has extra health, and 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 you get compens you you get a lesser AOE as a result of it, and and like so I think the direct comp to me is the Duskbreaker and and that you you were just running dragons and I just want to run dragons that is an incidental thing I have to I have to take into account when I'm playing this card and so. I, I don't see it as being any different. Let's put it this way. I I got my teeth kicked in playing Soul Fragment Demon Hunter several times today by Aggressive Demon Hunter um, because they can hit a curve early on and they can still push right on through it. And if you don't have the cards to hit it on time, it doesn't feel good. So like my... There's... There's, yes. there's redundancy yes. in there. And so, I and I mean, yes, you do have to actually have the mystic. You have to actually have soul fragments in your deck. It, it's not like the wonder drug. It, or it, it allows it, it allows that deck to hang in in the early game. And it still has bad matchups. Like, the yeah. soul fragment Demon Hunter still has bad matchups. But if you take away soul shard mystic at three, you kind of make that deck really not only lose to like mid-rangey paladin but it loses to you know any aggressive deck under the sun because it can't hang right well i mean you don't want to play early minions against demon hunter right now if you're playing against the soul fragment demon hunter because you know like if you if you hit the the one drop the two drop and the three drop and they're going and they're going into their turn three you could pretty much if they played any soul fragment cards to begin with you you know your hands your your board is gone at that point pretty much so it's dragon rider where where are you at on this yeah okay so there's a couple things in there i i think aggro in general is a problem right now and that's also why daring is making these arguments for like soul demon hunter needs this aoe uh, just because aggro is like so brutal right now. Um, also, you know, it's aggro demon hunter. 
and we all know how I feel about demon hunters. So yeah. that that's part of it too. Um, you know, I I initially was kind of on the train of liking moving Shard Shatter Mystic to four, but the more I think about it, I think there's a couple other changes. I'm going to suggest a couple of things that I've thought about here. One is maybe you just make it a two two and keep it at the three. Because then it doesn't have as much attack. If you're still getting the board clear, if something's left on the board, it still might trade in. But it doesn't feel like you're, oh, okay, wonderful. They, you know, now have this strong thing on the board. Um, Or I think one other problem is there are two cards that are already cheaper than that that generate uh, soul fragments. I don't really even mind uh, the Jailer. But one card that I do kind of have a problem with, especially if you're looking at aggro decks, is Soul Shear. And I think if they were to make a change to Soul Shear, either make that two damage or if they put that up to three, then I don't think they need to change Shard Shatter. I think, like, especially if they move it to three. Um, if they make Soul Shear three, then it's on the same level as the Mystic. And. There's a little bit less consistency of them making sure that they get a soul fragment in the deck before turn three and just clearing a board on three. So you kind of have to play a game of, okay, do I play this soul shear and then I'm delaying my mystic a turn? You know, how is that impacting? Uh, and I, I think that might help a little bit because when you have things that are now at the same mana cost that compete for that slot, it it i mean historically it has changed how things play out so i think that could make an an impact i think if soul share goes to three i might be a little more okay with the uh shard shatter but i'm i'm okay with putting it at like a two two as well my only argument against soul share is that doesn't affect just demon hunter that's the thing too that's like the thing you have to keep in mind that affects warlock because it is a dual class card. That's, I'm still fine with. It. Okay, I <laughs> I mean I, two I'm, mana for three damage and the soul. I'm not I'm not really arguing I'm not arguing against you. I am just simply <laughs> making an observation that that is a dual class card. I don't have okay. a dog in the, in the in this fight. I don't really care. I'm just I'm simply making an observation that affects warlock too. So that is fair. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I didn't even realize that was a warlock card. Too. That's how much I've seen it in that deck. Yeah. Well, you, oh have gosh. you not played against Ticketus Warlock? Because that's running it. Yeah, it's been. It's it, yes, I have. But you know, when I think about uh, Soul Shear, I think about it in Demon Hunter. That's fair. Yeah, a lot more than I think about it in Warlock. But yes, you're right. Okay, so. What so those are the two you feel really strong about, and in looking at our clock, mm-hmm. we're about forty five minutes in, so yeah. we can't do any super super duper long, uh, going into them. So which 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 ones do you feel like? Well, just kay. you got you guys go through okay and give it give give us your your strongly ones, and then we then maybe we can touch on the okay other ones we maybe look sounds at. good. So. Dragon Rider, where are you at? What what has to change if you had if you had the controls? What would you what would you be doing? Uh, well, definitely the skipper that we talked about, and then kind of like I just brought up, I think either the Mystic or Soul Shear. Uh, I don't know. Definitely something else in Demon Hunter. I think I'm. I really don't like Blade Dance. I think Blade Dance 
should only be like weapon attack but it's hard to say because demon hunter is just so based on the hero power so i don't really know how to change that unless they just increase the mana um but also i don't know i kind of feel like they should change cage match uh custodian that is the shaman uh, two mana two two elemental that has a battle cry draw weapon um I think it either needs to go to three mana or maybe even just make it like a two one. Uh, I think it's just, it's too strong and it's not even just for evolve shaman right now. I think it's going to cause problems over the next two years with any weapon that they want to make really. So I, I think there's a lot of design stuff right there that drawing a specific thing. I mean, we talked about it during our review, drawing a specific thing, that tutor effect is really powerful. And then having a, nice stat line body on it on top of it that's also early game uh it's a little too much too much i gonna say warrior pays for one additional dur- durability and no body for two mana so you get a two two body without plus one durability i think i take that over corsair cash any day of the week you you definitely would i i feel like though that I mean, you're paying a penalty for playing Cage Match Custodian and getting that draw. I, I think universally, uh, before Wandmaker, we would have said you don't want to play a 2-2 two, two on 2. We don't like playing, you know, you always want to play like a 2-3, or sometimes you want to play a 3-2, but you're 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 taking a hit in your health by doing this. I think the bigger issue right now with Shaman is... All of their... First, they've been irrelevant for most of this year, which sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Secondly, now that they are uh, viable again, the reason they're viable is because every single one of their their decks requires a a good weapon in order to actually function properly or, or to actually do the thing they need to do. So if you had a Shaman deck that didn't rely on a weapon... Suddenly, Cage Match Custodian stops being a this overpowered card. I, I think the card is is well priced and does what it, it it's intended to do, and is a reasonably it's a powerful card, but it's not overpowered. It just because of the way Shaman is being built right now, it relies on weapons and anything you can do to make sure that you have that weapon for the turn that you that you want to go off with the weapon. Uh, it, it 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 makes it so much better it, it it really is just like kind of risky skipper in in that way but i i don't think this is as egregious as risky skipper is because it's not doing it in it's not doing multiple things the only thing this thing is doing is getting you a weapon it's not re, it's not really helping you do card draw it's not helping you gain armor or any of those sorts of things like risky skipper is doing so make it a death rattle instead i'd be How'd that be Eh, no because it still happens it's a two two on two <laughs> uh, no i mean there's silence or you could just revolve or whatever they do you know get rid of it come on come on D- be serious with me for a second here <laughs> i mean that doesn't really do do much for it but um i i think i think the problem isn't isn't like shaman's reliability on weapons because they've had Doomhammer. Doomhammer is a classic weapon They've had um, the weapon increase the rocks rock bite rock biter weapon. 
rock bite yes. weapon. That got nerfed. It got yeah. nerfed once, but yes, yeah. it's 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 yeah. But it's still you can still do ten damage a turn, you know, on the turn with rock bite, and now you have uh the uh, what's her name that gives you wind fury and plus two attack. Um crash anara yeah so anara so i don't think the problem is the weapons i think it's bog spine knuckles it is 100 percent bog spine knuckles and the problem is it's a five mana weapon that has four attack which means you get at least one five drop um there's just like horde pillager i think is a problem with the the, the busted busted weapons because that the, essentially that cage mask custodian just drew you two to three of a weapon it's just it's yeah it negates the tech that you yes. might be running in order to ensure that you don't get beat by the weapon exactly right? it's i've played the ooze because i don't want to get beat by the weapon then you play the horde pillager and you get the weapon right back so and you get the like, weapon right yeah. back and you get a five drop on top of it at least a five drop like there's there are major problems with bog spine knuckles um i didn't have it down as one of the list my listed but i feel like at least it should be a change to three attack. Reduce its attack, which means you don't get free um, Dread Corsairs on turn five. So you don't get just, you don't get two five drops for nothing. Like Dread Corsairs is an issue. Either you increase Dread Corsairs cost to five, which I don't think is justified, or you drop Bogside Knuckles, or you increase its mana to six or seven. I think Bogspine Knuckles are, is a major problem, and it's just it's just clown fiesta stuff. It's just like uh, I don't like the evolve shaman mechanic. Like it's it's just way too it's just way too like here I just drop stuff on the board, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you can't do anything, like it's just it just makes evol- the problem with evolve shaman before was it was hard to stay on the board um now it's not it's literally so easy you can draw the weapons super easy revolve is the thing that allows you to be like all right well even if if it's not you know even if i don't have the weapon i can still get three good three drops on turn four for four mana this is like doom in the tomb stuff like this goes back to doom in the tomb and like the the evolve mechanic is a problem. It just it just is, and the fact that you get uh, are giving shamans so many tokens and the mogu flesh shapers a card. There's just a lot of problems there. There's just like this is just swing turn high roll, swing turn high roll. It's just it's. I know that's how they build their deck, but like it's just frustrating to lose against because it's it seems. Like when you can tutor that weapon and that's where it all starts is being able to reliably pull in that weapon. All of a sudden it doesn't really matter what happens because it's going to keep coming back because you have two horde pillagers, you have two cage master custodians. It just, it just compounds and compounds and compounds. So yes, I don't like evolve shaman much. So well, sweet. speaking of swing turns, though, there are a couple cards that you mentioned that I feel fit that category. Go on. <laughs> oh, 
No, that was your, that was right. my lead-in for segue your cards. For okay. You to talk <laughs> okay. About your okay. Cards. I, I was. I, I thought you're gonna talk about. Yes. You're gonna talk about how big a loser we are, right? No, 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 no. Yes. You're gonna sweep us away. Exactly. Us. Yes. I think pen flingers a major problem. Like the fact that it's continuous routine damage. Also, you can make the argument it enables the ETC combo, which is a full OTK. Um, I just think that you're able to do so much damage with a one mana card, you pay for it, but it's just too utilitarian. And like, I don't know, it, it the, the card seems ridiculous for what it does. And I'm surprised it hasn't been hit yet because with Pal the way that Paladin can abuse that card is just nutty to me. It's like literally I could spend if I if I have like a bunch of zero cost spells in my hand, which you can do with Paladin, all of a sudden you can do ten damage by just going like boom, boom, play a spell, boom, boom, play a spell, boom, boom, play a spell. And it's just like how is this and those spells come back to your hand? All of a sudden, it's like, this isn't even, like, the amount of damage you can do with Pen Flingers and Paladin is just ridiculous. I think it's a big problem with things. Well, it it was, it's, so it's seeing play in Warrior. It saw a lot of play in Demon Hunter there for a little yep. while as well. And so there were, you know, people are running it in Priest as well. So there's lots of spaces that you can play this card as a neutral and we have a one mana one one that deals one damage. It's called Elven Archer. It's terrible. Nobody runs that card. Yet for the exact same mana cost, you get a spell burst version that brings it back to your hand so you can keep playing it over and over again. And the fact that there's so one mana spells right now are really ubiquitous in the game because of Cobalt Spellkin, because of Wandmaker and things like that. And you're generating those cards. Those cards aren't in your deck necessarily. And then you've got the free cards like you're talking about with with the, with the Librams that can be reduced. Or, you know, I don't know if you would ever run this in Druid or something, but you've got free free spells in Druid that you could, you could potentially abuse uh, Penflinger as well. And so you've got, like, this kind of just this perfect storm of a way that this card can get abused and it seems crazy to me that right now it's you know they the, that they printed the card and it's being abused the way the the, <laughs> the way it was expected or intended or or what but do you you have any input on that dragon rider how do you feel about pen flinger ah <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm I'm already over it. <laughs> I definitely underestimated it when that set came out, but it's yeah, I'm yep, like, all right, this this needs to go away. And you know, I kind of mentioned it with one of the cards earlier too, but do they now have to spend the next two years of card sets like thinking about Penflinger? Like that that does not seem good for the game. No nope. if they have to think Oh, can we make these spells because of Penflinger? How is this going to be used now? Like that does not seem like a good idea. So, I say nip it in the butt early. You know, fix it now. Yeah, make it cost two. Make it cost two because, like, the second it costs two, it, it that's a nuke from orbit. But you can only do one thing to it: is nuke it from orbit. That's just that's just it. It just has to die. It's 
there's no there's no middle ground on pen flinger. Just make it cost two. It it's done. It needs to be put in the ground. <laughs> okay. What what's the other what's the other one? Uh the broom. The broom needs to it allows too many things to happen. One mana give your give your minions rush. Excuse me? Like how how is like who thought that was a great idea? Like it's like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of cool that you'd be able to do that." Except for you can extreme you can abuse out of that card just by like I'm going to put a bunch of big stuff on the board and then all of a sudden one mana, uh, it gets to rush and clear your board this turn or, you know, portals with druids. Like there's just about a thousand different ways of just like, oh, here's bar off. Broom, your board's clear. Like four mana, clear your board. 100%. No questions asked. Like it's, there's, there's about a million different scenarios where it can be used as an aggressive tool. It can be used as a mid-range tool. It can be used as an ender. Like, that card has so much flexibility. And, like, it's not being run in every deck. But, like, there are a lot of decks that just use Broom. Just because it's, like, it's a one-mana card that will allow me to have a huge swing turn. It's one-mana swing turn. Like, if you can put a board up, one-mana swing turn. Like, and that seems, like, very problematic to me. A lot of the cards, when they're built, are built under the idea that there's going to be some counterplay to them, because they have res, you know, they've got res sickness, or they've get, they've got the 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 you must wait a turn before this minion can attack, and suddenly you have this card that kind of completely negates that, and, and like you know, we saw it with druids specifically that the Twilight Runner having that card have rush is so impactful because of how how big and how quickly you can swing a game when when something like that gets a chance to attack the turn that it's played and so it's it it is crazy to me that that yeah that card was seeing play in paladin it's not played druid it 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 can see play uh you know it it, it sees play in a lot of places it sees play in wild as well it, it just anytime you're have any sort of like reasonable amount of minion minions in your deck and you're trying to uh fight for board or want to make a big swing turn that that card can can literally do that for you and for paladin's case too both of the cards you just listed can also be generated from first day of school so there's sometimes you can just oh hey i'm gonna play three pen flingers three or four brooms and just it's like what do i do about that like you just can't do anything about that literally had a pure paladin get it off first pen flinger off first day of school and it's like well why don't you just take away all his disadvantages while you're at it right yeah yeah i i've had that as well and that feels really really bad yeah, I have brooms. The other thing, make it cost two. Can't generate it from first day of school, yeah. um, and then you really have to put it in for a specific purpose. And it costs two mana. You can't just haphazardly be like, "Yeah, there's probably a chance where I'll use this." And not to mention the broom itself has rush. It's a one-one ping. Let alone giving your whole board rush. It's a one-one ping. I do wonder if there could be a consideration for keeping it as a one, 
but having just a battle cry give another friendly minion rush. Okay. And you give one other thing plus the broom rush, and then you can't get a whole board. You're not doing the ETC combo where you're getting six or seven minions attacking, or druid where it's like, oh, I'm going to play all these big things and then swing in. You get to pick one. You're you're not paying any mana to give your entire board rush by playing the broom. You're just because I have this card in my deck, I suddenly get to to create this huge swing turn, and so it yeah. it should cost something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm open to things, but I've been talking about Penflinger and Broom since Skull of Mance came out. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, since I've joined the show, at least, <laughs> so, for a while now. Exactly. So, I, 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 if you've been paying attention, this should not come as a shock to you that I'm campaigning again for these cards to get nerfed. I have no idea how they've been missed up until this point, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, Mage, you want to run through your secondary list? Because I want to talk about one... or. Really quick, two out of the the ones you have. Okay, so the other cards I think you could look at and make a case for for t- changing. Uh, I don't, I I don't like Blade Storm. I think there is some counterplay to it. It it revolves around making sure your board is at different health. But there's in a lot of instances, there's not really much you can do about playing around it. And you know your your opponent can can do something with it and I, I, there's a lot of tools that warrior has for aoe and i think that 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 one's a really good one that could get looked at stilt stepper we talked about aggro demon hunter i think one of the problems with that deck is the amount of damage from hand that it can do and stilt stepper the fact that you can gain four attack this turn just by playing another minion that you draw uh is really really powerful and for you're you're getting a four one and you're getting four attack just by playing another minion on top of this one so i think there's some some reason to potentially want to change either how much attack or or the mana cost or something overgrowth we've talked talked about how broken that card is it, it's so powerful and helps I, I think Druid should have ramp. I just think that's too good a ramp card, especially with Lightning Bloom being in play. Uh, Dragon Rider mentioned Blade Dance. It, it It is really powerful, a really powerful tool, and it's really easy for, for uh, Demon Hunter to take advantage of it. And so I think that could get looked at. And then Ray's Dead, because it's a free card, and you can manipulate what you get back with it and it can be really annoying uh if they're able to successfully manipulate that deck they're 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 raised dead pool so they get exactly what they want and it's it's problematic now i feel like and it could get even worse and it's definitely bad over in wild but i it it's it's of lesser concern to me now, but I I think it's I think it's uh, I think it should get looked at. So so let me get this straight with Ray's Dead, Warlock pays two mana, takes two damage to draw two card or to draw a single card, but Priest can spend zero mana, take three damage, and get back two cards that have already died. Does that math? Does that check out? 
or am I am I missing something here? <laughs> well, Warlock gets to do it. That's too, yes, but yes, it's <laughs> yeah. I know Warlock just yes. gets yeah. To do... That's a dual class card. Yes. That, All right, don't forget. Is, is... No, I know it is. It's just Warlock doesn't abuse <laughs> healing quite like Priest does. So I just have to give you a hard time oh, no. for earlier. <laughs> But I didn't forget that it was a dual class card. I knew that. I've seen it in World. I, mean, I didn't. I was still making the argument for Soul Shear regardless. <laughs> um, so really, I feel like Stilt Stepper needs to be hit with the Nerf Bat from about 50,000 feet above ground. You know, Orbit, maybe a Nuclear Blast, you know, because that card. Yes, it's a four mana, four one. That gives you four attack. Oh, did I mention it draws a card and requires you to play it? It's I know it's a three mana. Yeah, three, it's a three three mana. Yeah. But yes, it costs four mana, or it costs a minimum of four mana the turn you play it if you want. The yes, attacks. so it's a draw. It draws something from your deck too. That's just it's it's, yeah, it's just dumb. It's dumb. Like aerobatics, like is like draw two cards. Um. If you play both of them, draw two more cards. Like, I'm fine with that for three mana because you're not... That's just drawing cards out of your deck for three mana. That's like, okay, that's a fair trade. And if I have enough mana later in the game, I need something that's going to help me push over the line. So aerobat or uh, acrobatics, excuse me, acrobatics makes sense to me. This is just like, do you want to do all the things you already want to do? Good job, thumbs up. Let's keep doing it. Let's go harder and faster. And it's just like, oh my god, please stop, please no. And that and that and now it could be free because they're running Skull of Gul'dan in that yep, deck. That's true. And then just real quick, overgrowth. How has this not been hit yet? Please God, hit it from yeah i don't know like we just everyone's been talking about this card since it came out and somehow it survived nerfs because i mean i guess druid's too slow right now but still it's it's just now that you can reduce the cost on these on these ramp cards it just with like nature studies and with the uh with lunar eclipse lightning bloom and and, yeah lightning bloom it's just it feels like it's so easy for the druid to get to, you know, just ridiculously far ahead in the mana curve. And they've still got overflow in standard so they can refill their hand. And, and it's just like, you could be dead before the game even starts, practically. Exactly. So, all right. Well, we've gone pretty long this week we're already at a we're pretty much over now so let's uh go into this week's poll question and we'll uh bring it home all right this week's poll question we've been talking about nerfs we want to know do you think there will be nerfs or balance changes implemented with the rewards track changes being implemented next week probably on december 15th let us know Yes or no? It's a it's a pretty easy easy answer. So please vote. Please tell us what you think, and we'll talk about the results and a likely answer to the question from Blizzard themselves on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can email the show at doctor3hs at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at doctor3hs, and you can join our Discord by clicking on our top pin tweet. And you can find myself. At Daring Alkaline. Um, Dragon Rider, I'm sorry, I forgot to go to who's next. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K. 
and streaming pretty much every day of the week, uh, except for Mondays at twitch.tv slash DK. Mage, take us home. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Majadeth. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Majadeth. Um, oh, one more thing, too. Um, I don't know what's been announced yet, but Con, the, Con Before the Storm is coming. Um, and I will be on the Hearthstone panel. So um, I... Yay! Yay! So <laughs> I'm excited about that. So that's something that's coming up. And when we have... Uh, more details on that we'll definitely be getting those to you so um other than that thanks for tuning in this week guys and as always you've been listening to dr three i'll show you who's in charge (laughs) boom